you don't want to create an ivory tower syndrome. You have your little innovation bubble sitting somewhere in headquarters and the rest of the organization doesn't care about it. Welcome back to another episode of the Innovation Roundtable Insights Podcast. That's Hartmut Mai. At our workshop hosted by Allianz in Berlin, Hartmut and our colleague Leonard discussed how organizations should approach emerging technologies and how to assess the impact they will have on the business. Hartmut dived into how Allianz organizes its digital projects, along with how the teams are set up and what is required from leadership. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hartmut, thank you very much for your presentation and uh, thank you for hosting this event and uh, thank you for joining me in my little pop-up studio. Um, maybe we can start the interview by you just briefly explaining uh, who you are, um, what company you work at and uh, what role you have currently. Yes, well thanks Leonard. Um, so my name is Harpen Mai. Um, I work at Allianz, Global Corporate and Specialty, which is part of the Allianz Group. What we do is we focus on industrial risk, and uh, which we ensure. So we are very much engaged in risk transfer from our clients, but we also do different things. We are actually also involved in, in um, laying off transferable risk into capital markets as one of the specialties. So we think about the wider Allianz Group. We are very much focused on industrial business and our specialized group in that in that sense. So my to me personally. So I've done a lot of functions inside of the organizations. I've been leading the underwriting function, which is the risk acceptance uh, function and pricing function for eight years. And I very recently moved into a new role on the 1st of April this year. I'm now responsible for, as a chief regions and markets officer for all functions in that territory. And that territory goes um, from uh, continental Europe until South Africa. It's actually that that time frame, uh, that time uh, um, zone, which I'm which I'm looking after. Let me ask you now: yes. digital transformation. Um, you you uh, started your presentation with an important part of the vision and the, yes. the direction. Let me ask you more concrete about um, the different emerging technologies flying around. Yes. All the buzzwords. What? How do you figure out which of those technologies can be useful? and which for the business and which you know are not so important to look into well we are very much looking as I, as i said in the presentation right we're very much client-centric and client-focused that means the client when the client is always in the center of the interest we actually have to follow the clients with their uh, uh, new developments which will provoke emerging exposures and emerge, emerging risks one risk which, which is very topical right now is actually cyber so regardless which paper you open in the morning, there's, you always find an article about that. And that actually does have an impact on pretty much on uh, the entire client space we're we, we actually covering. So that is something we, we are deeply focused on. But there are many more. So in order to actually identify these exposures and risks, we're using something which we call a, a trained radar, which is actually helping us to identify really those risks which are uh, more on a watch list to be shelved observed and those risks where we need to actually um, react immediately and do, do something today already. So that trend radar is very important to us. That is actually fed by the clients and the, and the, and the various developments out there uh, in the industry. Now, uh, when we actually pick and choose um, uh, digital tools, 
in order to help us to assess risk or help us to manage exposures, manage claims, etc., is always in relation to that trend radar and always in relation to emerging risk of our clients. So be it drones which you use in order to actually fly over over a construction site of a client to observe whether there are any deficiencies or um, uh, potential problems, or if you use drones in order to fly over a region which has been uh, you know, suffering from a, from a vast explosion or a natural catastrophe, this is the type of stuff we do. And drones being just one of them, and there are many, many more um, which we're looking into. HoloLenses, and you know, it's, I, I could mention a lot of them. Where are those projects typically, those are, that are at the leading edge basically and pushing the boundaries and especially exploring new ways uh, with the help of technology, where are those situated basically organizationally but also geographically and, and physically? Where are those people sitting and working on those? It, it really depends on which area we're looking into. When we're looking into, you know, you could actually look in from a departmental perspective. You, it could be the claims department looking into this. It could be our engineering department looking into this. There's something which we call the ARC department, which is actually the technical engineers who do on-site surveys for our clients and give basically risk management advice to our clients to, to mitigate exposures. So all of these functions uh, are looking into this, but in order to really streamline it from a management perspective, you have to, you have to centralize it. That's why we have created the so-called XSE team, which stands for Cross-Functional Smart Evolution, um, which are really combining everything, centralizing everything, so we're not duplicating uh, work by, by, by departments and geographies which, 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 are, which are looking at it, uh, at it simultaneously. That would be not ideal. And that was actually very much the, very much the past, and we're trying to change that for the future. You mentioned in the beginning, just a, a few minutes ago, cyber uh, as one of the, the big challenges uh, to look into. More generally, like data privacy, data protection, uh, how do you manage kind of those more explorative projects that, that often push boundaries to the existing uh, rules and regulations and, and, and also internally compliance issues and uh, the you know, the fact that there needs to be uh, a proper protection of data. So I mentioned in my presentation, the biggest asset we have is our people and their expertise. Um, there is another really, really um, uh, big thing which we need to protect inside of our organization is actually the, the integrity and the reputation of the company. This is, in fact, one of the biggest assets we have in Allianz. You can imagine as soon as we actually put that on risk, it will be a real problem. And uh, that's why we take um, compliance um, very seriously. We just had a discussion around compliance in our expert team, uh, whether the agile methodology could be applied everywhere inside of the organization. And I said, in our organization, we can't play around and fail fast in, in, if it comes to compliance. And uh, that's why in order to really move on, on that digitaliz digitalization uh, journey, we actually have to create safe environments where, can, where you can actually play around with these things, which means we sandbox it in a safe environment. We see it, we check it, we test it, we, we hold it against our compliance department, and as soon as we, we are 100% certain that this is actually creating a safe environment, we then actually put it into business as usual. 
So pretty much in every single journey we are on in, in terms of visualization, our legal department is always with us. They understand and they need to understand and they need to incorporate that in their thinking of what, what, we're, what we're working on for exactly that same reason. So safety first, that applies very much to engineering uh, uh, companies in terms of their employees and their customers. For us, safety first means really we need to um, uh, make sure that the integrity of the company is not is not uh, jeopardized. If you if I ask you about teams um, and maybe more those teams looking into uh, those explorative innovation leading edge uh, ideas uh, that you, what have you seen good teams being composed of? What do you think is a good team, and what do you think this team needs to have? I think it goes way beyond the, your innovation team or your digitalization team. So if you, if you only treat them as a bubble inside of your organization, they will not be successful. Their kind of thinking, their kind of working behavior, then it must be for a certain sense mirrored in the various departments running the business. Otherwise, you end up in two departments not speaking the same language. They have to be in sync. So whatever is developed in, in, in the business has to be accommodated by these digital teams and by the innovation teams. They're actually part of the enablers. They can't run it on their, on, on the, on their own. They actually are the enabling frame around, around that idea, idea generation. That's the way we run it and this is the way that it's actually successful. In a best case scenario, you would actually have people from the business units from our insurance carrier within the innovation team and vice versa. You need to mingle people and mix people a bit to actually foster this kind of um, methodology and this thinking. I think that would be ideal. Um, I, I have to say we don't really have yet the golden way. Um, uh, you know, we have not identified that. We're very much playing around with this and it's changing very fast and very quickly. Sometimes, you know, the, on our journey, we started with pure innovation people only. Since they're not with us anymore, they, they tend to change their jobs every two to three years. Three years is already a long period. That gives you an opportunity to actually maybe test something different. And that's what we do. If I drop another keyword in, into the discussion, leadership, uh, what do you think is important in terms of leadership uh, when we talk about this kind of work? I think leadership is very much of an enabling um, function. So it is, it is, it is not basically um, telling people what they need to do. It is actually making sure that as a leader, you, you're actually creating an environment where people are, are, are free to, to, to test certain things and are protected from, from the hierarchical system, uh, you know, which might actually come above them in order to, to maybe jeopardize their thinking or, or disturb their, their, their way, way of working. So um, I think from a, from a, you know, to make innovation and digitalization happen into your uh, organization, it's actually twofold. It's actually the enabling bit, but it's also the, the protection. Um, so you have to focus on, on, on both things. So I've seen it so many times that the innovation bubbles are going to be ineffective because uh, they're not ingrained in the business or they're actually um, made being, become you know, uh, obsolete by the rest of the organizations. Um, uh, so and this is what you need to be aware of as a leader in order to, to protect this environment from happening. Let me ask you the last question. Um, What is one of the most important lessons you've learned, maybe not 
from your current role, but also the role before because you just uh, switched roles. Like thinking about all the, the, the time you've been involved with the innovation. So I think the most important lesson for me is you don't want to create an ivory tower syndrome, which means you have your little innovation bubble sitting somewhere in headquarters and the rest of the organization doesn't care about it. So I think it's really important to make sure that um, if a POC gets to the maturity level, that it can be actually rolled out into BAU, into business as usual. This actually has to happen everywhere. It has to be embraced by the organization. So when I changed my role as, as a chief underwriting officer to become a chief regions and markets officer, I'm much closer to the business now. I'm much closer to the markets now. And I have access to not only one function, I have access to pretty much all of the functions within that region. And that actually you know, is, helps me to really make sure that whatever needs to be executed on local ground is in fact happening. And I think this is the, the big tr transition me, myself, I'm going through right now. And I'm very excited about that. Hartmut, thanks again for the presentation you've given. Uh, thanks for hosting. And yes. thank you for that interesting and pleasant conversation. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. You can find our show in most podcast apps. Subscribe for free to get the latest episodes. The video and the transcript of this podcast and all of our other exclusive interviews can be accessed via innovationroundtable.online. The Innovation Roundtable online network is your portal to a wide variety of exclusive content, including video presentations, interviews, insights reports, and articles. Not only that, innovationroundtable.online is also a place where you can connect with thousands of other corporate innovators, share experiences, request collaborations, and gain inspiration from your peers. Our network is exclusively for innovation, HR, and marketing practitioners in large firms. So visit innovationroundtable.online to discover more and request your 15-day free trial account.